All right, ladies and gentlemen. So um, it's been a few days since I have done this podcast. And hmm, I don't think it's because I'm slacking. I think it's because I am transitioning to be more public. And um, when that happens, I don't even know if I'll continue this podcast or not. I'd, I'd kind of like to, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, you know, so I'm thinking a lot, an awful lot about ego and personality types and the Enneagram and the spiral. And I'm trying to figure out why I've been so socially crippled my whole life. I mean, that's like how I feel, like just so unaware And I just met these really cool friends. And I can tell that the husband is just kind of uptight and he's really in his really in his head and really really trying to show the world that he knows how to use his head. And comes from a comes from a family, uh, as he described it anyway, that was kind of like my ex-girlfriends with brains. Like, he's this artsy hippie, <laughs> weird motherfucker. Like, I love the guy. He's so cool. Um, but he was born in a house of smart, rule-following conservatives. And... You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when we grow up, we're trying to, we're trying to project this image that we are not who our parents have told us to be. Um, that we said, hey, I'm the black sheep or whatever, so I had to go do my own thing. And it's a weird mix between that and like, uh, at the same time, trying to, s to seem like you have all the answers that they were looking for through their method or, uh, I don't know, I and I don't want to be I don't want to say anything in case... You know what? Neither of these people are going to hear this fucking podcast. So, um, this dude that I met, you could tell that he came from a family where everybody was pretty smart. And so he's trying to project this whole smart thing. And like in conversations, he's just like, well, do you have any objective data on that? He's like literally using fucking sentences like that. It's just like... I mean, in fairly casual stone conversation, you're going to ask for objective fucking data? I don't know. It just seemed uptight. It seemed uptight. You know, I bet I seem uptight, though, don't I? See, I am just so unaware of, like, the whole social thing that's going on. That bothers me. I just don't understand body language well I can't pick up well on the mood in the room and that's like crippling
Yeah. So anyway, um, this guy, I could tell that because when he, when, you know, when I was hanging out in his office, he was talking about, you know, how his family is all smart, all these doctors and that he left India to, to go have this adventurous life. You know what, I could just hear in it that he had some of that same pressure he's still feeling. And the dude's older than me. Like a decade older than me or something. And um, married this really weird hippie girl who's just so fucking cool. Like, I really like her. I really like him. But you could tell that he's still... Oh man, I'm really stoned now, so um, I keep losing my th- my train of thought, and I don't want to say anything that to embarrass anybody. At the end of it, though, in him, I just see so much of myself. I just see so much of myself, and it's a part. It's a self that I think that I'm letting go of a lot, but the thing about the self. The thing about the sinful nature, the thing about the ego, is that it is one treacherous motherfucker. (laughs) It will just... uh, It will do anything to just sort of stay in control. It will do anything... And what's so weird is that it tries to control you so that you have no control. That's the weirdest part of it. Your sinful nature, your ego, your fucking self-image that you're so worried about. You're trying to protect that, but that thing is the thing that is just trying to make you fucking follow other people that you don't want to follow anyway. It's not you, and you know it's not the real you, but you do it anyway. That's sin, right? Like just not doing the good thing that you know you're supposed to do. Be yourself. Be who you were created to be. You got questions? Then question shit. You got doubts? Then doubt it. You don't want to do what your family did? Then don't do what your family did. You know, when you're a kid... You know, I get that a lot of us came from homes where there's all this weird pressure. Sometimes you even find out that your parents, they had the same ego game going on. And so they are trying to project a whole image to make it look like they are the thing that they know they're not. Or they, they got the first little hint of success or just enough to make people go, yeah, successful, and then they quit. Because they didn't love their work. They didn't love their, what's the, vocation. They didn't have a passion. Their passion was just other people, please like me. That was their passion. Oh, 
fuck, I can see this now, like in everything. And everybody that I've struggled with in the past, I can see that. You know, honestly, since hanging out with churchy people, I'll tell you that I have met some of the most sincere and beautiful and wonderful beautifully transparent people. And these literally are the people that the church would tell me not to hang out with, like literally. (laughs) Okay, so let's put it this way. Every single one of these people If they got saved, it would be one of those testimonies that everybody on campus at the church talked about. Right? That's who they are now. But they left the church to get here. And honestly, I think that they are holier than, well, certainly than I was in church. And honestly, holier than anybody I ever met in church. They are so loving. And they have fucked up royally. And they went through a church experience, you know, they they have religious understanding. And that it just wasn't it wasn't the answer for them. And the things that they're doing now and the life that they're living, honestly, they're just so righteous. They would never do anything to hurt another person. They work their jobs, they're successful. They're bringing pleasure to people the products they sell, the services they render with the opportunities they provide. Our ego gets so hung up on style. Because if you think about it, a musician that's in an orchestra, how is that different than a musician that's in a rock band. It's simply a matter of style. You still have to learn notes. You have to learn how to play them and how to put them together and pull them out of this instrument. That's the same thing. The only difference is style. And the church was really a style-oriented place. And I think the world is. And I think, honestly, it's just... It's because conservatism is. Conservatism is about appearances. Because you're trying to go back to how it was, but you can't. You can't go back to how it was. 
it was that way because of the time and place that they lived in. And you can think that it was better, but that kind of, uh, that is, that's nostalgic foolishness. I just had a pang of conviction about um, my love for nostalgia. And I had a girlfriend tell me once that, uh, you know, there's pain in that, right? And I don't, I don't see it, but I, I guess the pain that you lost it. But I, I don't have that, I don't think. I don't think I have. When I get nostalgic, it's just like, I think, Jim, do I, you know, can I remember how much I loved Star Wars back when I was a kid? Like, is there any way to like, man, I loved Star Wars. <laughs> and I love computers. I just love learning shit. I loved my Captain and Tennille 8-track <laughs> cassette that I went to sleep to every single night. And so when I long for that, I, you know, I don't long for, I long to have new, new, um, new experiences that, that I love just as much. And I do, I do. Yoga is becoming one, man. I am, I think I've overdone it a little bit lately. So I'm taking a couple of days off, but, um, man, am I loving yoga. I'm really enjoying my walks, my daily walks. I'm exercising. I stood on the fucking scale today and I weighed 186. I have not weighed 180 since college. What the fuck? Man, this is rambly as hell, right? Because I started off, I wanted to talk about my friends I met that I love so much and just how I could see in him that his ego was not allowing him to love himself. He was trying to take control of the situation and, you know, trying to take control. He's just trying to take control of the situation, period. But we don't have control of the situation, man. Like we just don't. And you just want to get out there and go do something but you don't, it's almost always some, somebody else's battle. Well, it is. It's always somebody else's battle you're fighting. What about your battle? What are you going to get to when all of this shit you're doing now is taken care of? Then what? And you get awarded and you've got all the, you know, you got all the money you want. And all you have to do is just work each day. All you have to do is put in eight hours a day working. But you're going to get paid for the rest of your life exactly how much money is perfect for you. However much you want, you can have. If you ask for a trillion dollars, you could get it. So... So what are you going to do with your life when that happens? And me, I'm going to do this stupid fucking podcast and not this stupid fucking podcast, <laughs> another stupid fucking podcast. And I'm going to be myself. 
and I'm going to find joy in I'm going to find joy in being who I believe I'm called to be. And you know, I go back and forth so much on the potty mouth thing. Golly, this podcast is getting long, isn't it? Yeah, I'll wrap it up. Um, I've really been trying to figure out if I want to stop being a potty mouth or just fully engaged. You guys are like, you're not fully fucking engaged yet? I kind of am. But frankly... I think it's silly that we make such a big deal out of certain words and that we could be offended by it. Like, I don't understand that. It's literally just a choice to be offended by it. Somebody could go, fuck you. And you could be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel that way too a lot of the times. What did I do? <laughs> can, can you help me understand what is bringing this reaction out? Because I know I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> but I just don't know how. Like, you know, I don't see you when I'm being an asshole. And I know that I'm not truly an asshole because truly an asshole wouldn't even care. But I do care and I want to change. I just don't realize. So, you know, but when people get mad at me, I don't start defending myself because I know I make mistakes all the time. I know people are sensitive sensitive about things that I don't know, and I, you know, I defend them. But, you know, I don't know that I've got, I don't know that I have too much to say to those people except fucking lighten up. But all the rest of you that come from homes with people like that, or churches, or schools, or organizations, or whatever, and you're like, man, that's just, at the end of the day, it's really just not me. I like the weird people. I like I like to cuss. I like old 80s movies. I like wearing black and too much makeup. Like whatever your thing is, you're allowed to do that. Just don't do it because you're trying to rebel or you're trying to fucking impress somebody else. Yeah, a lot of times, or no, I guess I'm thinking about teenagers really. Um but even adults, I think we, we, when we're in our ego, we dress to either impress other people or depress other people. <laughs> we want to depress our parents. <laughs> we want them to go, oh, well, how did we go wrong with our beautiful daughter or whatever? Uh, our handsome, our, our sweet little boy. How did we go wrong? Look at him. He, he has a mohawk and he... Wears black all the time and he has a shirt that says fuck on it. And he just wears it around on the street like he's allowed to. I guess what? Like he, he is maybe. Or maybe it's maybe he's breaking some law but it's no different than when you speed. It's no different than uh, when you cheat on your taxes. It's actually... It's actually a lot less of a shitty thing to do. Because he is simply expressing himself, but you are trying to cheat on giving your share back to the community that helped you earn it.
So cheating on your taxes is a really shitty fucking thing. And I I definitely have, in the past, when I was a church guy, I was definitely, I would be sketchy about my taxes, you know? Probably not in the last 10 or 15 years, but definitely back, like, back at, back in my 20s and early 30s for sure. I was kind of shitty on my taxes, actually. I mean, I'm not very good at paperwork, but I would just be generous with, like, the donations. <laughs> All the time and money I spent trying to figure out how to maximize donations. I didn't make fucking anything. Oh my gosh, it's all just so silly. Our whole stupid ego game is just so silly. Anyway, I'm ripped. This probably doesn't make any sense, but I can tell it's been really rambly. But I'm really excited. I'm just, um, I'm having really cool experiences and, um, yeah. Like I said, the, uh, golly, I'm really fucking ripped. Um, I'm really excited. I am finally doing what I think I've been called to do my whole life. And I just have the freedom to do it now. And when I talk to you guys about the Graves model, maybe I should start talking about that here to just work it out. But, um, yeah, when I, when I talk to you guys about the Graves model, you'll kind of see, um, why, where my rambling is coming from. Usually I'm just trying to figure out how it all works. Also with like personality, like Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Like what makes humans fucking work? We are also weird. But I think all those tools only measure the ego. And what we are, what we are is a soul. I remember as a Christian, I used to hear that and think it was weird. But how could I not have known? How could that not have been so obvious to me? And like something we said at church all the time. I'm not a body that has a soul. I'm a soul that has a body. That's a huge perspective shift. If you don't fucking understand the difference, then yeah, you don't understand what soul means. Hmm. Oh, well, guys, sorry for the ramble. I haven't been high and uh, I haven't smoked in like four or five days. I just did a little fast and um, yeah, my life is really good. I just have this pain. Oh, I got to tell you. So if you have pain in your body, like chronic pain, like a shoulder thing or something, like I've got this shoulder from a stroke and my shoulder's messed up. And I realized first that it was emotional because I curl my shoulder in all the time because I'm ashamed because I'm blind on the right. So I, I think people can tell and then I'll bump into them and I'll embarrass myself. 
So I realized there was emotions attached to it. And then recently, I've been doing a lot of yoga and my arm is getting healed. And I watched a video from Duty's a skater, like from the 80s. Rodney Mullen? Is that it? I think it's Rodney Mullen. Um, he did a TED Talk. And he talks about how he had this pain in his hip. And then he healed it. And he's like a really cool guy. Like, I dude, I really like that guy. Yeah, I think it's Rodney Mullen. Really, really, really like that dude a lot. So, yeah, man. Um, check that dude out. Seriously.